Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Wolsey Theatre as part of Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who showcase their work here in Suffolk over the week. In this podcast I speak with Louise Orwin who was in the main auditorium about to perform her show Oh Yes, Oh No. We discuss the technical makeup of her show and some of the research and development that went into it, along with the considerations she had to make with regards to the topics and sexual themes she explores within it. Just to make you aware, there is some bad language and discussion of rape culture and sexual abuse. There will be links provided to support organisations should any of these themes affect you. Having said that, I'd like to thank Louise for giving her time to talk with me. Here we go. Um, hello, I am Dave. Well, that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Louise. Hi, Dave. I'm Dave. I work for the New Wolsey Theatre and we are at Pulse 18, the festival in Ipswich, where you are here with your show, Oh Yes, Oh No. This is Louise Orwin. Hello, Louise Orwin. Hello, Dave. This is a bit scrappy start. Anyway, <laughs> it's all right. onwards. Uh, so your show, could you tell us a little bit about it, please? Yes. So a Yes or No is about a female identifying or femme sexuality. It started, I started making it a couple of years ago when... I had lots of questions about my own sexuality, I guess, and I was struggling with it. I guess looking at where my sexuality and where my identity and where my politics sort of met, yep. or they crashed into one another, and the sort of discomfort that I felt around that. So I began the project by interviewing loads of female identifying people about their sexuality. And then over the course of about, and also doing workshops as well, which were amazing, one of which was funded by Live Art Development Agency. They have a great scheme called DIY Scheme. (laughs) I think that's what it's called. Yeah, Live Art Development Agency DIY Scheme. And yeah, so I did some workshops. And then over the course of these interviews, I kind of had like, I had a question in the back of my mind about what I thought this show would be about. But I did want to leave my sort of research field quite open, I guess. Yeah. But what I found throughout the course of the workshops and the interviews is that so many of the people that I was interviewing had the same question again. And a lot of that, I found that probably when I did crunch the numbers, around 80% of my interviewees had exper- had experienced some form of sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So this, this is kind of where the show began to take shape and it started to narrow down into this question, I guess, of how do you reclaim your sexuality when you've had some experience of sexual trauma? <laughs> or, you know, if you're living as a female identifying person in a patriarchy as well, yes. how do you ask for what you want when that can be the hardest thing? So that's kind of what the show's about in a nugget, I guess. Yep, okay. <laughs> that was quite a long-winded explanation, but... No, that was, that was clear and concise. Yeah, it's quite, it, I guess it's, yeah, it's quite a big show in that it's, you know, it covers 
well not not loads of like research area but I guess quite a tricky quite tricky area so um, it's sort of autobiographical but you're exploring other people's views yeah on what well you're... it comes yeah I'd say like with all my work it comes from an autobiographical place but I wouldn't say it's necessarily autobiographical yeah so throughout the show one of the things that's really important to me with oh yes or no is that the people that I interviewed their voices are actually in it okay because so much of this show is about how to reclaim what you want and how to ask for what you want so the show is uses the voices of the interviewees and it uses a little bit of my story but it's obscured through various means and modes on stage and that's kind of part of the show as well a lot of the show is about this thing of like shame and overcoming shame and how to find your voice so I play with that a lot in the show I see you've also got Barbies included yes yeah. Um, I've just recently managed to fulfill a life goal of getting the Barbie pink Jeep into my life, which <laughs> oh is pretty God. good. Thank you, Michelle, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Amazing. You know, I've got daughters. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not just but I you. always wanted one. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, um, so how do you use Barbies? I mean, do you, is your show multimedia sort of led? Has it got lots of, if you're using recordings, do you yeah. use uh, projectors? Are you... So it's got, as with all my shows, it is, <laughs> for my sins, very tech-heavy. A technical nightmare. Yes, but... <laughs> it is. So there's, we use projection, we use live feed from a little camera on top of this Barbie playpen that I've got on stage. Okay. So it's this white plinth which is covered with fake grass and all these, like, Barbie... Barbie playpen. Yeah, my Barbie, Barbie and Ken's <laughs> playpen. That. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and we've got, like, a little mini deck chair and barbecue and yeah it's quite cutesy and then yeah we've got this camera in front of it and that films what happens and basically this is the device in the show where I get to explore sort of more heteronormative practices of sexuality and audience participation Um, so I invite an audience member to come up on stage and play be the Ken to my Barbie basically (laughs) and uh, yeah it's it's completely improvised um, but it is quite a fun experiment to see what people do yeah um and I'm not condemning what people do in any way, but it is quite, maybe not that surprising at all, but it is quite funny to see how people do tend to just take the Ken and start ramming Barbie immediately. Right, yeah. okay, yes. But, <laughs> well, that's patriarchy for you. That is patriarchy, God exactly. Patriarchy. So, yeah, so the audience get to see um, me and an audience member uh, playing with Barbie and Ken on stage, and then there's this live feed, that, which means that you can see the image from the Barbie playpen bigger on the projection yep. screen behind us and I've also got a CRT television on stage just because I love CRT televisions <laughs> yeah and then the show just has it we've also got a really intricate sound design um, okay. yeah so I worked with Alicia Jane Turner on the sound and if people don't know who she is they should yeah she uh, works oh. with Chris Brett Bailey and does all the music for okay, him okay yes he's yeah. on his way yeah. on Saturday I think no Friday yes and so Alicia designed she wrote a lot of the original music in the show and she also designed the um, how the interviews take place or how they're positioned in the show okay. and we've got these surround sound speakers so the audience can hear Ooh. the interviews from all around as well wow cool yeah really puts you right into the center yeah, of yeah. it is it yeah. a quadraphonic setup yes it is fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. excellent how but, do you yeah. find rehearsing do you rehearse on your own seeing as a sort of a one woman show yeah do you rehearse sort of, do you find rehearsal spaces yeah what's your rehearsal process yeah so we rehearse on my own uh, during the making phase, I'd say I work like 75% on my own and then the sort of, no, maybe 
I'd say like two thirds into the process, I invite people into the space and that's when I get feedback or I work with a dramaturg or I work with other people who like design the production elements for me. But mostly I'm on my own and yeah, it definitely takes quite a lot to be really vigilant on your own in the rehearsal room I'd yeah say because I think use... there's lots of times when I go into the rehearsal space and I'm like well I know what I do in this bit you know and I'm just like running okay. it through in my head yeah <laughs> and I have to be like no you need to get up and do it so do you actually have a rehearsal space you don't sort of wander around your kitchen talking oh no to I have people to on the tape recorders that you've recorded no you no, actually no, no, take no. it out to uh, a yeah do you find that is a is a benefit to sort of make it mark a space and um, yeah absolutely but I think which is also as I get older just I have to separate my work and my life and especially yeah. when so much of my life ends up in my work I can't I can't then bring that work into my kitchen or my living room yeah, or, my, or my bedroom rehearsing or just also it's just <laughs> terrible for your mental health as well so yeah, yeah yeah no so I always book a rehearsal studio and yeah and that's where the work starts and ends for me okay mm-hmm. yeah that's good to know yeah. you're based in London yep have you plans for taking this further afield Edinburgh or further yeah so we've we've already started booking the tour um i think oh yes what are the dates yeah i don't have dates for you yet (laughs) it will be roughly spring next year so yeah there's time to put it up on my website and to advertise that yeah but yeah that's being sort of booked at the moment and then edinburgh has a question mark over it at the moment it's quite a tough show to perform um just i think because of the content so yeah, I'm thinking quite carefully about Edinburgh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you say it's tough. Is that a technical consideration or just your own... Like, the content. Your, the content, okay. Yeah. I've worked... Just because, I mean, it's quite. it's been quite an interesting process working with the show just because a lot of it is, is around rape culture and there are stories of, yeah, rape and sexual abuse in it. So yeah. I've had to be very careful with providing trigger warnings and safe spaces for yeah. people to go afterwards. And, yeah, I guess that's something that's a consideration for me and my team on the road as well, that, you know, you never know what, what's, you know, what's going to happen in those shows. It does have a trigger warning on it, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there are there are also people who will be trigger, uh, given trigger warnings before they go into the space. Okay. Um, they're in the space immediately when you get there, yeah. But it's something I've been quite lucky actually. I've got funding to work with a specific um, therapist on this show, so she's been helping me think around all these like strategies and practices of care. Okay. Um, not only for me and my production team, and also the women and female identifying participants, but yeah. also I guess for audiences as well. Yeah. Do you have links to resources. more information and resources yeah. that um, you can yeah. point the audience to? Do you do that as part of your show? Yes. Yeah, so this show is also quite unique in that in instead of just getting a free sheet, you actually get a whole programme booklet. And that's a booklet with essays written by me and some other colleagues. And then it also at the back has helplines and resources for anyone who's been triggered by it, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so you've performed this once before last year, but as a as a run, was it Camden? Yes. Yeah. So I did three weeks at Camden People's Theatre in London. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how did that go? And has it evolved much from then? Is it a constant sort of process of evolution, well, writing and yeah. trimming? And I think I don't know. Yeah, I think I am the kind of artist that I do tend to tweak my shows quite a lot as I go on. I was happy with what I showed last year, the three weeks at Camden People's Theatre, but I think the material was so raw and so fresh at that time when I showed it that I came away from those three weeks and immediately felt like I wanted to start redeveloping it. Yeah. 
So I'm actually in the middle of a redevelopment phase right now. So it's quite an exciting point actually to show the okay. to show the show again at Pulse. So yeah, tonight at Pulse I'll be showing a slightly tweaked version and yeah, some new bits in the show. Nice. Which is Have exciting. you done Pulse before? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, yeah, it seems to be, I mean, this is my first one as well. Yeah. It seems to be definitely a sort of environment for people to experiment and yeah. sort of throw new ideas and test stuff out on audiences. Yeah, I've exactly. I've had a lot of that come through over the past the weekend. Mm. There's been a lot of people who are like, well, we've done this four days ago and then we've rewritten it two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's quite, un- it's quite uncommon for me to... Show, do a show like this where yeah normally if I tweak stuff or I change stuff to the extent that I have done for this show tonight I will do at least some sort of like feedback sharing or something with like you know my peers or like a small invited yeah. audience but I haven't done that so it's going to be totally <laughs> live tonight um yeah it's been lovely to speak with you thank you for telling us about your show yeah. I wish you all the best with it thank you and I look forward to seeing it in a bit okay. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.